Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the arches with me, Harriet Carmichael, Lucy Freeman and Mr Newby. Before we start, before we make a start on your emails, let's have a recap on what happened this week in Ambridge. This week in Ambridge was brought to you by a sense of entitlement. <clears throat> it was huge, it was everywhere, it was unmissable. We began the week with Brian, Martha, Rory and Alice, which was somewhat uncomfortable, but not as uncomfortable as hearing that Alice thought she was a good fit for a lecturing job at the college. <laughs> what in the world is she qualified to lecture in? She got fired from her last two jobs in farm tech and she's had no teaching or training experience. Maybe a lecture series called Life on a Plate, My Struggle by Alice Aldridge. Josh and Freddie, apprentice rejects extraordinaire, spent some time thinking. Freddie was thinking about discos. Some people have asked him to do a disco and he has just realised that he has got nothing to do a disco on. So that is a big problem for Freddie. Josh, king of the hens, had a brilliant idea for the Lower Loxley Easter celebration. For those of our overseas listeners who may have been confused about egg rolling, it's when you get an egg and you roll it. Josh topped even this stroke of genius inspiration with the idea of having prizes for first, second and third. I mean, my God, that is some kind of left field thinking right there. Josh, whose obsession with chickens verges on the unhealthy for a young man, in my opinion, was also creating a video of some hens, doing drawings of hens, writing down hen facts, dressing up as a hen, pretending to be a hen and laying an egg. Something did cross my mind. Egg rolling, pancakes in the orangery, compulsory eggy bread, egg shoes, etc. It's going to take quite a lot of eggs. Agreed? Chickens don't really understand supply and demand. They're just going to produce the amount they always do. It's no good him parading around in front of them saying, right, girls, we're going to need a special effort here. I mean, I know chickens and they simply do not listen unless there's something in it for them. They are very cynical. So quite where these thousands of extra eggs are going to come from, I don't know. Alice's poor solicitor, who must by now be wondering what the hell she's taken on and considering faking COVID in an effort to foist adenoids onto someone else, had the difficult job of trying to explain to Alice that most people have to juggle jobs and childcare. <laughs> really? said Alice. Why don't they just live in the houses their parents bought for them and not work? That would be much nicer. Stella and Ruth had a date to talk about carbon offsetting. Brookfield was producing too much poo and the home farm estate needed some poo. Everyone at home shouted, give Stella your poo, Ruth. But it took them 20 minutes between them to have that shaft of enlightenment. My God, Truman Manor must be a total shit show if the woman who runs Lower Loxley thought that Truman Manor was embarrassingly mediocre. This is the venue that thought people would pay good money to listen to an old man in an attic talk to a dressmaker's dummy. Stella and Ruth wanted a little glass of wine and a cuddle but Pip waded in and said mummy stop that lady taking all our poo away I want to keep our cows on mattresses they like them and it's memory foam so they're all supported and comfy and I've just got them all matching valances 
<laughs> Mincy Vincy is endeavouring to remain in Elizabeth's French silk knickknacks by making vague offers of finance to all the members of her family who are utterly stuck for ideas on how to work or get finance through the normal channels and just sit and wait patiently for a rich relation to come along. Freddie and Josh have both latched on to Mincy Vincy like the parasitic little bloodsuckers they are, but I reckon Mincy will be unimpressed when he sees that Josh's business plan is a finger painting of a chicken. The Easter pervert is still plodding around the village with its bloody hooter. There are so many bad-tempered and stressed people in the village at the moment, I'm amazed no one's pulled its bloody head off and shoved its hooter up its arse. Clary and Pat have joined the cricket veterans, which was lovely, particularly Clary talking about the Gleason twins, and then they ruined it with more chocolate nonsense. What is it about chocolate and Lent and the Archers? They are obsessed. Who brings an Easter egg to cricket training? You don't bring McDonald's to the gym. And it's always the women they do it to. Shula and her never-ending efforts not to eat chocolate during Lent. <laughs> Natasha on her diet. Usha giving up chocolate a few Lents ago. Pat saying, ooh, aren't I awful? For oh. God's sake, it's like a sitcom in the 70s. <laughs> Men eat food too. Stop using it as a metaphor for self-control. It's food, not a mortal sin. <laughs> Oliver sat under a tree like the Buddha and was doing very important business things with writing and numbers, which always impresses and terrifies the Gay Grable's workforce in equal measure. So that set them all off into a spiral of panic and overexcitement. This poor, poor man, Oliver's special guest, came to stay. He walked in and found Tracy scratching Oliver Sterling for question mark, question mark into the varnish on the reception desk. He said he had a reservation and if I was him, I'd have had hundreds. He's greeted by a kitchen porter who tells him loftily that actually his family owns a stately home up the road and he's only pretending to work there and then seems unwilling to carry his bags. He gets up to his room and finds rose petals everywhere and a vibrator throbbing away on the bed. Comes back down and asks about dinner and the receptionist recommends he dine anywhere except the four-star restaurant operating on the premises, which we have just been told is desperate for customers. If he gets involved with this amateurish nightmare of a hotel, then quite frankly, he should think also about investing in Josh's eggs, Freddie's disco equipment and a Costa Rican sodding race course. The end. I, why didn't... Um... Oliver, <laughs> why why wasn't he just booked it? Like, why? Yes. What was the secrecy? Even oh. if he is a potential buyer, why wouldn't Oliver just yes. book in? Um, Especially as his uh, name is just a name; it's not a name it, anybody knows. It, it doesn't it, matter. Ex- exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like, just just book him in. Yes. And yes. But and why would you? Oh, yeah, that was just. And I, I know it's all part of the fun, but just the sort of like Tracy. But just sometimes it's like you just want to shake them and go. Remember that, like Tracy wouldn't dare let Freddie have a key yeah. when she's just been in trouble for ruining yes, yeah. everything. Now she's just given a yeah. key to Freddie who's gone yeah. and trashed the room in a, or made it <laughs> In a really hideously kitschy Valentine's way. Like, and then Tracy's like, <laughs> well, you know, no, I'm not going to help. You're like, but you're on a... This is... This is just absurd now. Stop yes, it. Yes, yes. And if he's that special, why would Oliver not be there to greet him himself? In, in, exactly. Why exactly? Why would he leave it to the kitchen porter and Tracy Horobin? I mean, it, oh. And obviously it's because he's, is he, you know, I assume he's the potential new owner. But why would, yeah, it didn't make sense. Yeah, there anyway, was just it was, so it was many fine. whys. Why, 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 all the way yeah. through that. yeah. But it yeah. didn't matter. He had a lovely suit on. Then I w- thought, oh, okay, so him and Freddie could get together. But then I couldn't remember if Freddie, who has Freddie ever had a relationship? Do we know? I don't think he... so. No. 
what sort of guys or gals he goes for. Then I then I was like, oh, because I thought, oh, hang on, isn't it Rory who's by? Yeah, yeah, but but do we know about? Because I thought oh, I suppose there was a bit no, of, no, we don't, do we? No, I didn't. I thought there was a bit of chemistry between Freddie and Adil. Was it Adil? And then uh, really? with all the sort of like, look at your sexy shoot, yeah, your sexy suit, and uh, yeah, and then the flowers and chocolate. I don't know. I thought, oh, are we going to be? Are we leading on? To, and then Freddie trying to impress him by saying, you know, I'm the spoiled brat of. Um, <laughs> And you looked too... It was all a bit weird. It was it? very weird. Odd. But that's... Uh, uh, to be fair, whenever a new character comes in, it, it always... It, it's it's a bit wooden anyway, isn't mm. it? Because it just takes a while, doesn't it? For well, everybody, I always everyone to relax. unbelievably and... sorry for anybody that comes to Ambridge for the first time. Oh, God. Because nightmare. you just walk in and you must just think... It's like the village of the damned. You just think, I need to get out of here. These people are mental. I I also feel that you're when you're when you're introduced as a new character the the first lines you speak are just yeah. drivel yeah so it just doesn't <laughs> um, it's sort of like hello I'm a new character I'm just going to make sure I have quite a distinctive sound yes. it, it, get just used always... to my voice now yeah, because you'll yeah. be hearing it later when something yeah. actually happens oh these chocolates are exquisite yes. can I have some more and you're like Note, oh. I am the sort of man that describes yeah. things as exquisite yes, yes. exactly yeah. I, yeah. I felt I did think, oh god, poor guy. He's mm. probably like, oh, yeah. can I just could I say something more natural? Mm. But anyway, <laughs> but that's fine. That's fine. That's just we're just. It takes a while, doesn't it? The listener has to go. Hang on a minute, a new person. Who's this? We don't like him. <laughs> I don't Whoa. like the way he talks about chocolate. But it was a bit deliberate, wasn't it? Yes, All his, very. Uh, I am the very, very rich and um, mm. am, but am I nice? As yes, well. yes, yes, yes. You know, am I delightful or <laughs> am I going to be uh, cruel and evil? But when inside? you work, for t- but, I mean, the bit that got, but the bit that was unbelievably ridiculous was this guy arrives at a hotel, and the first thing that happens is that a totally unknown member of staff tells him where he lives. Oh, Freddie sounded such a dick. He didn't really he? did. But no, but that's why I thought, oh, is he doing that because he's. He wants to impress him. Is he, yeah. Does he fancy him? I genuinely didn't. Because I, why? Why else would he go? Why else would he have done that? I don't, because it was really badly written. I don't. But know. Also, I I actually genuinely had forgotten that Freddie works at Grey Gables. Oh, right. I'd, I'd oh, forgotten okay. he had you or or did you? Cause, no, cause because I'm always amazed at how little work he does. He always seems to be driving around like a fart in a phone box, cause sort of interfering in any storyline that's happening. If you're a kitchen porter, you are up to your elbows in roasting exactly. tins most of the time, scrubbing them out. You don't... He'd spent the last half hour doing... Going round... Leaning no, on the and, reception desk, talking to Tracy. But, and then going around, to decorate yeah, the room. Yeah. And then basically was like, ugh, do I have to carry your bags? Because yeah. I do have a stately home. You know? <laughs> But it was. I yeah. have upper class hands. I can't. It just hold makes things. it makes <laughs> Grey Gables sound. And I know it's supposed. But is it is it genuinely supposed to sound shambolic and faulty towers like, or is that just the impression it's accidentally giving off? At I the think moment? it's accidentally giving it because Tracy is way too informal. Yeah, with and everybody. That's, that's fine. If in you're a working way. at a bed and breakfast in the Yorkshire Dales, yeah. yes, but not if you're in a five star hotel or whatever it's supposed to be. If you've got be. a five star hotel, you have got someone who is doing something with the bags. You yeah, don't, is is that right? But I mean, even I don't, the I'm, bloke sort of said, "Oh no, I don't mind. I can carry them." No, no, you're all right. I'll get them for you. It's not like holding the door open for somebody. It's a service. You're in a service industry. Exactly. Really Surely weird. there is a 
porter. Or maybe that's really old-fashioned. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't been to a five-star hotel for a while. I don't know what the rules are anymore. I just go to Airbnbs, don't you? So maybe they don't know either what the new normal is. <laughs> anyway, that was all Well, it was weird. abnormal. Now, I loved Alice telling Chris where to stick it. Telling, 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 telling Rory, Rory where to stick it. Yeah. And also saying to Chris, you know... Because she's right, you know, no matter how how many years it is before I, you know, how many years I am sober, he will never, I didn't he's never like, going to think. I did not like her going to her solicitor's office without an appointment and then the solicitor just be like, oh, okay, we'll just oh, yeah. come in for a brief chat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's so many things that trouble me at the moment, like just detail. Why mm. couldn't, why couldn't, what was the point? Why couldn't she have just had an appointment? Like, yeah. what was the story? I don't know. Anyway, it's just annoying things like that, isn't it? Anyway, I shouldn't let that bother me. I've had other things to worry about this week, really. But, um, and then Roisin to go, don't get a job. Yeah. Is that, is that, is that, would that happen? Is that really going to... Don't ask me, love. But surely in this day and age, mm. a judge, are we that old-fashioned that, that the judge it's is It's not going about to... the job per se, it's about the status quo. Yeah, but to accept, but but also like to just go. Oh, okay, I won't get a job then. Mm. So in that, yeah, why did you have a job on. in the it, first it place? It was a fantasy job, wasn't it? Lecturing at the college. But yeah, this is what's so irritating. Mm. I, the, one of the reasons I just don't care for Alice at all is that there's nothing really genuine about her. Yeah, she clearly doesn't have to work because yeah. she was just like when Roy was like, "Where are you going to get the money to stay at home?" She was like, "I'll sort it." Yeah. But so don't, it's just like, I, 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 I just think it's like, uh, doesn't make the character authentic, no. basically. If they can just swing from one thing to another and to not have to worry about, I don't care about you in this battle because mm. clearly you don't have to really worry about the real things in life. You know, like, mm. wouldn't we all love to not work and just stay at home with our kids? But you can't, yeah. but most people can't afford to do that. Yeah. So it's annoying. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. And and it's and it's arrogant actually. And it and it makes us just stop having any sympathy with her, empathy with her, yeah. wanting her to win or lose I, or anything else. And I I agree, like with her. Yeah, I was really annoyed with her, but then when she actually um stood up to Rory and Rory um, was and, being such a bitch. Oh, he's good at being a bitch though, yeah. isn't he? He plays it well. But when she started to turn so when she started to put the pressure back on him again, he really didn't like it and he started yeah. to get flustered, didn't he? Yeah. No, it was really good that unmasking of him by yeah. her was excellent yeah. and she was very good at playing against yeah. him actually yeah that was more like it that's good old you know yeah yeah good old sort of dynamic characterization coming back it's lovely that alice has now got um got the got the enough self uh esteem back to be able to go, no, do you know what? I'm not going to apologise for the rest of my life for what I did when I was very ill a year but, ago. Yes, um, you know. I agree, Lucy. And I would be totally like, yay, come on, championing her. Except that then she's like, oh, okay, well, I won't I won't go back to work then. Yeah. And then all my respect for her sort of falls down because mm. it's like, so your your life really is that. It is, it is that easy that you yeah. can just make. Also, I just felt that, that from your solicitor, that is that wise advice and would that... I, I was just so shocked that anyone but the solicitor would suggest is, that. I, I mean, most, I'm, I'm sure I'll get lots of enraged letters now, but solicitor... She's annoying, that solicitor, though, isn't she? She's, well, she sounds like Beth. 
She exactly. She just sounds like she's about to get trampled all over, doesn't yeah. she? And you'd be like, well, yeah, <laughs> you know, just sort of like, uh, I don't know. She's too nicey nice, isn't mm. she? But I think solicitors are concerned about their client winning the case. They're not yeah, concerned okay. about giving wise advice. They're giving yeah, them okay. a, concerned about giving advice that will win the case. Yeah, yeah. But she didn't. <laughs> she didn't say, "Would you be financially secure enough to be able to do mm. this?" Or well, she or, knows that, doesn't she? Because she knows all. Yeah, I suppose. Alice's. Okay, yeah, it just, I just, I, I don't like the Alice and Chris storyline at the moment. No. And, but the Ale, the, the, the Rory storyline I do like. Yeah, I love it. he's excellent at yeah. being a bitch. And yeah. when she started pushing back, that just, yeah. it created very good sparks. Yes. And also when she, I cheered when she said, right, well, let's tell mum and dad then. Let's tell mum and, let's tell, let's tell Jenny and Brian what's going on, that you don't like me. And you yeah, don't want exactly. to, you know, and he's like, oh, well, ooh, oh, no, hang on, you know, because yeah. it's like, oh, no, it's all right for me to just keep making you feel shit. But actually, I don't want to have to have a conversation about it. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. Ha, little git. Speaking of shit, what? Stella and Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was rather, was it romantic? Uh, sort of romance <laughs> over a pile of poo. It was so quite. <laughs> Ruth's social graces are quite remarkable, aren't they? <laughs> When she sees her at the shop and she says, you hurry up and go in or it'll be shut and you won't be able to buy me any crisps. <laughs> what was so weird? Right. Was that in that one episode, they met up three times, yeah, didn't they? Yeah. Before they even you got probably... right. You again, you. Have you been stalking me? I think they were probably in the same car driving around and, you know, like, oh, you again. And it's funny how, like, they, they won't text. They have to yes. see each other face yeah. to face to talk about Yeah, oh, I meant to say. Well, why didn't you just text it then? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm coming to the shop to get a bottle of wine that we, well, we could just drink it now, yeah. couldn't we? In the front seat. But, oh. It, it must be building up to something. Oh, God. It, it well, must it's, be, It's though. like a triangle between Ruth and Pip and Stella, Stella and isn't Pip. it? Because, yeah. because Pip is desperate for Ruth's approval and never gets yeah. it. Stella's just walked in Stella's and got it. Um, and, you know, so so whatever, whatever you know, it's like, I don't like my new stepmummy and I don't want to give her all up. <laughs> <laughs> like, but it was the, when she was going, hang it. on a minute, oh, you've God. got loads of poo. <laughs> oh, we but, need some poo. Poo is really expensive when I buy pretend poo, so I could just take your poo. And we're like, oh, for God's Yeah, but only Ruth could have, only Ruth could have spent so long, thinking about clocking that. Stella, I've been thinking. Oh, my God, sorry. You know, you've got like that (laughs) smelly, no, you need it. And we've got it. Where is it stored, though? Do they? Do they, oh, where God do they store knows. it? In the fridge. I do you know. want to come and have a look? We could have a glass of wine while smelling the poo and admiring the piles of it. So high. Want to jump about in it a bit? Come on, let's take our clothes off. God. Oh, mucky and sticky. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting carried away. But it's surely leading up to something. Oh, I hope so, because otherwise, otherwise it's really be... annoying. Yeah, yeah, it would it'd be a shame. Because I genuinely think if they could... I, I like, I really like Stella, and I like that, that I like that Ruth has a new friend Do you in think Ruth is sitting at home thinking, what am I, chopped liver? Just... <laughs> Hello, hello. Yeah, but there's no way that Usha would go and play in the muck, no, would she? No, She'd be like, oh, my earrings. No, yeah. I've just washed my hair. I can't jump And anyway, have a life. And, oh, yeah, ooh. and also, this is weird. Yeah. Can't we just go back to that dance class? Do some salsa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, we've had many and various emails again. Oh, good, good, because we're both a bit tired, Lucy. We are both a bit tired. Kind of, yes. kind of One of us is hungover. Oh, no, you're not hungover anymore, No, I'm a day recovered. A day recovered. Mine day take recovered. two days now to get over. Oh, bad. But I only had three drinks, and I basically just felt sick as a dog. Oh. Yeah, but I didn't eat, that's why. Oh, okay. Oh, it was, you know, like the food was so far away. Yeah. And on, like all laid out and had been laid out for a few hours, so oh. I was like, oh, no, I'll just leave okay. it, thanks. So it was nice and warm and... Nice and warm. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Jane uh, says, Jane Stevenson says, I am catching up with last week's podcast and you are keeping me going while I'm doing the decorating. Oh, God, I hate decorating. Well done, Jane. Um, (laughs) Thank you for making me laugh every week, which is definitely needed in these times. Thank goodness Feisty Alice is back. It is a relief, she says. Love and best wishes. It is a relief. What you said, yeah. I just felt, oh, thank God. Because yes. I was worried that she was going to just be walked all over between st- between Susan and guilt and Chris and parental expectations because Jenny Darling just tend to think about, you know, the right thing and, uh, you know, don't don't cause a stir, just sort of do do what looks best sort of thing. And I was just worried that she was going to completely lose any sense of sort of authenticity in herself. And she's but, got that yeah. back again. But also, feisty Alice is much more palatable than apologetic Alice, which is hard to listen to. Yeah, which would yeah, she stopped doing that thing that you from you, any decoration. Yeah, <laughs> you were you were talking about um, her going hi. Yeah, no, I mean I don't mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's and like she stops doing that. Yeah, yeah she stopped exactly. doing that now. She's yeah. sounding much more yeah. with it. Get, getting her mojo back. Yes. Yeah. Good. Now, Deborah and Deborah Elliot and I had quite the chat. Um, she said, it just came to me that maybe Amy is so upset because as a committed Christian, which she did say she was in the recent episode, she might have been a virgin before Chris. She doesn't seem very clued up as far as relationships are concerned. And I said, no, because she had the relationship with the married man before, didn't she? That Usha had to save her from. But were we we, um, a party to that then? Yes. Oh, I don't remember it. it was years ago. Um, and Deborah said, oh, yes, I suspect Chris is very good looking, by the way. I think I he think, probably I is. I think he well. probably is, yeah. yeah. And he's well t- well turned out in the um, chest and... Yes. He's got a big, a big forearms, hasn't in he? All that forging. Area. Yes. All that forgy, bashing, forgy. Yes. bashing metal. Um, Deb, and then Deborah said that her daughter had said that Amy goes for emotionally unavailable men because her father has always been so involved with his flock that he was uh, not really oh. there for her as a teenager. Which is a very oh. good insight, I thought, for the yeah. psychiatrist's and couch. She, yes. Yeah, and she doesn't have a mum. And she doesn't know. So she's looking for yeah. love. Yeah. Oh, bless. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Anyway, who wouldn't want to with Chris? No, well, yeah. Even I would. Mm. Even if he's a bit moany, mm. I could forgive him. Well, it's all right if they if they don't talk. It's fine, isn't it? I yeah, because you just go and watch yeah. him with his anvil mm. and just stare at his back, yeah. sweating. Yeah, yeah, that'd be enough. Yeah, actually, that'd be enough. <laughs> Too tired for anything else. But yeah, that would be good. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she drops. <laughs> oh, go to have a cigarette now and a lighter. Um, <laughs> Vicky Cole said, uh, thank you for the latest episode. It really cheered me up and made me laugh out loud. Was feeling a tiny bit sorry for myself as I'm between cataract operations. Oh, no. Uh, and having, until I get new specs, my vision is very winkety wonk, she says. Oh. So having a good laugh was brilliant. I, do, I think winkety wonk sounds 
very well, horrible. This, this is the pod. This is what you should listen to if you're winkety wonkers. Yes, it? I think it was it, designed for those of us it, who exactly. are winkety wonk. I would say yes. Um, and she said we were robbed not hearing Susan finding out about Chris and Amy. Totally. Um, and she's also looking forward to finding out about Rory's source of money. What yeah, What are wait. your thoughts on this, Carmichael? Um, I still think he's got some. Uh, he's sort of uh, fallen in love with a drug dealer or something. Really? I think he's some sort of escort or... Mm. Don't you? Don't you think he's got like a rich dodgy boyfriend? Yeah, I think... Yeah, either of those two. Escort or big... And maybe that place in Bath is like a safe house or... No, probably not because then it probably wouldn't be so nice inside, would it? But... uh, (laughs) Not the uh, Royal Crescent, no. I mean, that's the sort of... That's the bit that I didn't really understand because... Yeah, what's the... Whose is the flat? Mm. I think it's a much older man and I think yeah. he's a kept man. Yeah, no, but that's, yeah, exactly. But but someone who's very dodgy. Yeah. Because otherwise it wouldn't, why would it be a problem? Well, because he's probably older than Brian or something like that. Yeah, but still, Rory could just say he's my boyfriend. Mm. I think there's something a bit darker. Okay. Or he's gambling. Or, yeah, then... someone on Twitter said gambling, but I don't think they can have three addiction storylines in five years. And anyway, We've had he's, Alistair and Alice. And, and he's already talked about his crypto yeah, stuff, hasn't yeah. he? Or that, was that an excuse? I can't remember for mm. the money. Anyway, yeah, there, but it'll be some... I think it's something darker than just an older boyfriend. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Well, I hope he gets unmasked, whatever <gasps> it is soon. Maybe what? the boyfriend will be unmasked as the grey man. Harriet, you're doing it again. What? Trying to link things together. What? I, if I was the scriptwriter, I would be, wouldn't you? Yes, I know, but we know what the scriptwriters are like. <laughs> and we know their propensity. They for enjoy just... having weekends too. They enjoy having weekends <laughs> and they also enjoy the odd non-sequitur storyline where something happens, we all get very excited and then it just completely disappears. Uh, so. To be fair, if I was a scriptwriter, I'd just be like, no, I'm just doing the shop scenes, that's yeah, all. I'm yeah. doing Susan, yeah, Jim, yeah. maybe a bit of cheese making. Yeah. And I, can't, I would I can't only want to, I would write Lillian, Lillian and Linda... <laughs> Which I can't even say, so I better write it. And uh, Susan. Yeah. Yeah. Brian and uh, Brian when he's cross. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bother with Brian. I feel like Brian and Kate. I would love to write Brian and Kate. Kate. I couldn't get under the skin of Brian though. I think we're we're too removed as people. Right. Too far removed. But yeah, yeah, you're. Yeah, you could do Brian. Oh, thanks. You'd enjoy. No, but you'd enjoy. You'd enjoy that. Yeah, I would. I'd love it. Uh, Candida Beeching has messaged us as well. Oh, hi. And she said she listens while she's walking her dog around Cornwall. Oh, my God. Um, I'd love all to of be it? In my God, the poor little dog must be napping. I'd love to be in Cornwall. Yes. Right now. Uh, I think that Justin is negotiating with Oliver to buy gay grables. Secret calls, meetings not in the diary on Oliver's side, and Justin saying last week he had an Ambridge project coming up. Odd, though, as I was always thought Justin and Oliver were of a similar age, so why would Justin take on such a large undertaking at his age? But having said that, he's such an alpha male, he probably would. I still would have loved the May to December of Tracy and Oliver that never happened. Yeah. And the fish storyline is crap. Sorry, she says. <laughs> we don't think so, actually. Yes, actually, Candice, I think you'll find that you are, like, wrong. Totally wrong. I did make me laugh when, they, when he said Roy's dead. Poor Roy. <laughs> Yeah, they have, and then actually, they, this week Roy did find out, didn't he? Was it this yes. week? Yes, yes, he did. Yes. But yeah, we need to, we need to. Um, we, I, I, I would enjoy. I, see, I'd be the scriptwriter that would enjoy that, that sort of um storyline. 
Right. That's the thing. If they said, can you sort of like join up the fish storyline to the grey man... I'd find that tricky. Okay. I'd be like, can I just do these one-off, you know, these ones that everyone hates, these sort of like stupid, <laughs> fluffy, <laughs> passing the time. Hilda Rogden being lost and everybody going yeah. around talking to cats to try and find her and all that, yeah. Um, um, but anyway, no but, it, no, but it's not Justin, is it? It's Adil. Yes. Adil Shah. Yes. But, but don't we we, do we think that Adil is a... Is a um, Here uh, to stay? No, that he's, a, he's a, like an auditor of Justin. He's a contact to check it out. Oh. No, but why then would... No, because then why would Oliver have booked him into... Why would it have been Oliver's special guest? Ah. Uh, I don't think... You don't I think don't it's think, Justin? No, because I think, I think like, there's been enough of Justin trying to buy the stables. Okay. And I think it has to be... I think... You know what you were saying recently about there's going to be a massive shake-up mm. and a whole new shift in mm. sort of characters. Mm. And so if Adil comes and, mm. you know, like shakes up Grey Gables, that it's more interesting than if Justin would do it because we know what Justin would do. And, you know, with Adil, maybe he's seemingly very nice on the outside and then, yeah, uh, you know, but, but crafty and on the inside. And pops the cloven hoof, as PG Wood has said. Um <laughs> Willa Hammett Brown has yeah. messaged us Hi, and Willa. said, "Dear fabulous blouses on the couch." Oh, oh can we change our podcast name? <laughs> blouses Please. on the couch. I'd much prefer that. Whichever of you said it was right, the brothers were a myth. There was, in what? fact, yes, they were one brother and lots oh. of his friends. Oh, that's it. That's you are it. still happy, aren't you? You don't mind whether they're I related I or I not. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't care. Blood is whatever water thicker than gin that said this episode was really about my brother you talked about Sawyer's reminding you of Huckleberry Finn and about the Appalachian Hills and my brother singular just happens to live in the Appalachian Hills (gasps) and who has a son who is improbably named Huckleberry August Wild isn't that amazing name Plus a double-barrelled wow. surname I withhold both for the privacy of infants and because she wouldn't be able to finish the whole thing in one breath. What? So even Wild isn't the surname? No, that's just his middle name. Huckleberry Strawberry Wild? August, it Huckle- Huckleberry August Aug- Wild. Oh, that's so... He's going to go far, he isn't will, he? Yeah. President Huckleberry August yeah. Wild. Yeah. Uh, he'll be an actor. Yeah. Yeah. Written in any decent-sized handwriting, the name is longer than the baby it belongs to. It's annoying if you put, you know, like when email came about and you put your whole name, yeah. like I did. And imagine if you'd put, like, you'd have to spell out your email address and it'd be <laughs> Huckleberry August Wild Double Barrel Double Barrel at yahoo.co.uk.appalachian.uk. Now I've got UK. competitive strain injury in my wrist. <laughs> um, he has not, to my knowledge, had any run-ins with the Appalachian police, but if he does, I'll be sure to let you know if they're Huckleberry. in real life, like they there are no... on crime podcasts. Yeah, there is no way Huckleberry isn't going to have a run-in. No. Let's be honest. I think she meant the father. Like I'm not sure the baby oh. is quite capable of having a run-in with the Appalachian police just yet, but I don't know. He may be give, a very, very ambitious give child. Give him 11 years. Yeah. <laughs> he'll be, um, yeah, he'll, they'll be, they'll just be having words, won't they? Yeah. Yeah. Just called, just popped in to talk to you about Huckleberry. Uh, So, is that Willis genuine? Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Brother is Yes, there. genuine. Wow. I'd really like a photo of where they live because are you imagining some sort of gorgeous ranch? Yes. With like a swing seat and then yeah. Huckleberry sort of running yeah. gaily through the meadows. And, and toothless peasants oh, shifting around at the gates. Sounds really bad. And then a sort of like, because the, the Appalachian police, I've got in mind, you know, those Canadian police. Mounties. Red... Yeah. yeah. So then you get No, they're not like that. They're overweight, bigoted gits, according oh. to the crime podcast that I listen to. Oh, I see. Yes. So you just don't want to... It would just ruin your Sunday. Yeah. If you, yeah. Yeah. Okay. The Ambridge Gin and Gossip Society is still, I'm happy to report, intermittently running on Zoom. Martin is still not invited, but you are. <laughs> Love, Willa of the Only um, One Brother. Lucy, mm. we have to do a gin society. Okay. We could do the podcast from the gin society. Okay. Can you invite us then, Willa? Yeah, because we could sort of like pop in, yeah. say hi. Have a gin. You know, have a gin. Check out the brothers. Check out the are they all in the Appalachian Hills then, do you think? I don't know. Quite, I've got sort of like images of them now with check shirts on and mm. forearms, a bit like Chris's. I think you probably need to have a little weekend away with, <laughs> with without your children, don't you? Because... Uh, I think so. Four kids and the Easter holidays and work. It's, <laughs> it just doesn't leave room for anything else. It doesn't really, does it? And the Ocado <laughs> delivery arrived in the middle of it all. Um, P.S. Midweek. I, I forgot to do one, so we haven't got any food. Ah, well done. Brilliant. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to walk to a shop. <laughs> no. Yes. Are they still, do we still have them? Anyway, <laughs> midweek prediction. Rory is the toy boy of someone very wealthy, but is perhaps still a student, though. <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> Revelation. Revelation. Yes, no, I agree. I, I think he's... <gasps> do you think it's actually he's with his hilariously eccentric tutor? Uh, maybe no, that's no, the... no, 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 no. Ian, you're like, all right, calm down, Ian. But he was like, oh, he's literally the. Like, I'm not going to attempt Ian's voice, but the most eccentric yeah. person well, I've ever. Because he bought you a cake. Oh. I know, I know. Ian, poor Ian. I felt really sorry for him in that scene, though. He didn't have a clue what was going no, on. No, it was just like Rory, Alice, Rory, <laughs> Alice. <laughs> Andy was a bit like, I'm supposed to be at Grey Gables, but I mean, there's no one, there's no one booked in, so I'm on the break. But and anyway, yeah, the was... receptionist just keeps telling people to go to other restaurants, so it doesn't matter really yeah. whether I'm there or not. Frankly, um, this is Robin Winning from uh, Santa Rosa, California. That's a name I'd like. Robin Winning. I'd like Hattie Winning. Hattie Winning. Mm. I'd be Lucy losing. Something <laughs> bothers me about Chris's assertion that he has a claim to half Alice. His assets, and I'm hoping one of your smarty pants listeners can clarify. I like the fact that she doesn't assume we can clarify because <laughs> don't you just read it out, love? Get someone that knows what they're on about to reply. Also, I'd completely forgotten about that fundamental yeah. fact this week. Yeah. Under California law, the spouse only has a claim to half the monies accrued during the marriage. So if Alice came to the marriage with X percent of the farm worth so many dollars Chris would only be able to claim half the increase in the value of that amount since the date of their marriage yes that's the same in European law I think you can only what you come into the marriage with you keep even if the value increased significantly oh. over those nine years Alice only has a sliver of the estate she is sharing with Rory, Kate, Adam, Debbie, Jenny and Chris would only have access to half the incremental amount of that sliver I would be surprised if it's enough money especially after attorney's fees to guarantee in the life of leisure he is envisioning 
Is that the way it works in England too? Yes, I think so, Robin. But as you said, I need to get a grown-up to answer. All that said, they clearly need to have joint custody and Chris needs to get off his high. I will make all the final decisions horse. It's completely ridiculous and I don't know why the mediator hasn't issued a serious smackdown. Well, I mean, I know it's for drama's sake and because this isn't real life. On another note entirely, I would like to nominate Harriet's Rex for the role of the Archer's Rex. They do change voice actors from time to time and he would clearly bring bring a real verve to the role that the current Rex lacks. I think that would be great. I love the way, by the way, your Rex just copied your intonation exactly. So you went and have a lovely week and he went and have a lovely week. And I thought, oh, there's his, there's his mother's, you know, there's his mother's son. That's kids because they don't necessarily understand the words. Yeah, so they're just repeating. They're just hearing the music. But he was absolutely... Copied you exactly. <laughs> Every note. It was amazing. Uh, yeah, and also he'd have very similar ideas on rewilding. Just let it be. Let all the pigs out <laughs> and let them all or, run around. Actually, he would just be, because Rex loves let it go. And so he oh. that's all he'd have to do, isn't it? Just go, let it go. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. No, he sings it all the time. Oh. Yeah. He's never heard the song, though. He's heard <laughs> the rest of us just singing it randomly. <laughs> So he's now he he loves it, Bless. but that is but that's all that's all the sort of um, knowledge you need, isn't it, for yeah. Rex's job? Yep. Good. Okay, I'll suggest it to. Okay. Uh, yeah, speak to Kerry. To Kerry. Um, or Vanessa Red, not Vanessa Redgrave. <laughs> <laughs> she won't be sure interested. She's interested. No. Vanessa Whitburn. <laughs> not she, sure that she comes, <laughs> comes within her purview, really. Could I put my infant son on the earth? Who is this? <laughs> it's me, Harriet. Um. Laurie Jones. I was, I was recognised once on a bike down, <laughs> down a canal. <laughs> Somebody noticed me up the underpass. Um, the most interesting thing, this is Laurie Jones, about being a time traveller, because, you know, Laurie's catching up on three months worth and is getting all muddled and is still oh, stuck on the mystery yeah. place. That must be so confusing. <laughs> I not only have no idea if you're reading these emails, but I don't even know if I'm sending them to the right address because I keep forgetting to pay attention to the email address. Anyway, so first I called the mysteries the mysteries. Then I heard people calling them the nativity and the passion. So I figured the mysteries was last year and I had goofed, but then I heard them calling them the mysteries too. I almost always try to glean the meaning of these odd British strings through the context, but on rare occasion I have to give up, as I did with plinth and flapjack. I had no <laughs> idea why everyone was so excited about a plinth at the fate and finally had to find pictures of a plinth. And here in the United States of America, a flapjack is the same thing as a pancake, and I couldn't figure out how Jill could get arrested for throwing a pancake. Of course, once I looked up flapjack, I couldn't figure out why she got arrested for throwing that, but I digress. <laughs> I looked up Mysteries English Plays and found an article about what appeared to be whatever the hell the nativity and the passion were, a 500-year-old tradition of dramatic renditions of biblical stories. But then the article said they were discontinued in the 17th century. If you are reading these emails, my future self will be grateful for an explanation of why these plays are called the Mysteries. I'm in late January now and expect to be caught up in late May or early June and will be waiting for your answer with bated breath. P.S. I hope Lucy has recovered fully from COVID and doesn't have long COVID like Hazel Woolley. But if she does, I will gladly carry her groceries up the long flight of stairs to her flat any time. Ah, thank you, Laurie. That's lovely. (laughs) I haven't got a long flight of stairs or a flat, but thank you ever so much. Laurie needs to go and have a lie down and wake up in April 2022. I'd have a big dose of benelin or something and wake up smiling um 
it was confusing. Yes. The mysteries are the passion, are the nativity, yeah. are the whatever. And they are just renditions of biblical stories. People do them in contemporary dress, that people do them in 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 um in traditional dress and they're just it's just it's just the name. Old fashioned religious plays. Thing. Yeah. There is there is no there is no mystery they're about like the mysteries. Medieval, they were like medieval Yes, religious. Yes. Um, but I didn't know that a flapjack was a pancake. No, me neither. And I've just looked it up actually, just to check. I mean, I'm sure Laurie, I'm sure Laurie is <laughs> Laurie living over there. Obviously knows, but I had to check. Uh, no, because I was like, I thought, well, that makes sense because it's like a flat, but it's not flat jack, is it? It's a flapjack. No, it's not. But a, um, a flapjack, it would be called a granola bar. Oh, that's what it says here, anyway. Ah. But that, oh, I'm astounded. I had no idea. How awful to not have a flapjack I recipe know. in your house. No, I know. Terrible. How do these people manage? I know. Um, right, Steve we should, Barry. We should send Laurie a flapjack recipe. Okay. Um, BBC Kids. He says, if I may humbly make an observation or two, mm-hmm. while doubtless a little whiny, I can sympathise with Tony a man who has obviously made changes in his diet for his health without expecting anyone else to, and now finds someone else making him do it on behalf of someone else. Why (laughs) Natasha can't make a pudding because she's not eating it is beyond me. I cook meals, some of which I don't eat because I don't want them or like them. If it is my turn to cook, then I still cook the whole meal for everyone else. (laughs) Secondly, for your YouGov survey, I wondered if perhaps a third question could be related to how long it takes for Harriet to forget what she was talking about and how long it takes her to remember where she started from. There were some splendid asides this week that I thoroughly enjoyed. Thirdly, I think possibly Harriet has been reading too much Mills and Boone. You see, I told you you need to oh go away God. with... Oh my God, I feel so, I feel so embarrassed now. I thought that the Cramey parting was reasonably accurate and that the thought of Amy sobbing into her tights for a fortnight at Chris saying thanks but no thanks would have been rather over blown and that this was one of the more unbelievable parts of the of the more believable parts of the whole storyline <laughs> fourthly when is mr newbie starting on test match special fantastic lastly and a small and unimportant thing but i have approached the metaphorical throne a couple of times now and you have been so kind as to acknowledge my contributions by reading them out on your most excellent podcast thingy a moment of joy and ecstasy i assure you but despite my email address being the wrong way round my name is Steve Barry, not Barry Stephen. It is my mother's fault for giving me interchangeable names. Do please give up your give up. Do please keep up your excellent work, or possibly give it up. Who knows? I'm sorry, Steve, that I called you Barry. Oh, but that is that must be difficult. If yes. you're born with two names. Yes. Like Huckle Barry, yeah. Barry Huckle. <laughs> <laughs> that must be hard because people are forever going to be confused, aren't yes. they? Yes. Because <laughs> people, people don't think straight. No. Um, I <laughs> think you need to speak straight. to Rufus and say, mm. right, people are, people are starting to notice. I feel so embarrassed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, can, can I just say, I'm not, while I'm listening to the archers, I'm not genuinely fantasising about Chris's forums. It's only if I just think about it in the moment, like now. Or even Willa's brothers. <laughs> or Willa's yeah, but I've been thinking about them for a long right, time. I was going to say you are fantasising, yeah. <laughs> Um, so it's half the listening podcast now, and last it's the audience now. Um, but that's the thing, is it? That's why it's always good never to look at the photos of the actors. Yeah. Or the brothers, or, possibly. Or I'm brothers. sure the brothers are gorgeous. Mm. But you should just never, ever look at the photos. No. Just in case. Yeah. Uh, I know, I'll never... Yeah, no, I'm not going to say that. Also, it does sometimes... I do trail off. I do often forget what I'm talking about. But that's just because I'm... Um, always tired 
Yes, <laughs> we, we all do it, that. Lucy. We all do that. It's fine. <laughs> you are excused. It's hard, hard to be as sharp as Lucy Freeman. Oh, you're She's joking. She's sharp as a tack. I, oh, God. <laughs> Yesterday, I was throwing a stick for the dog and I had into the pond uh, uh, on the dog walk and I had the stick in one hand and my phone in the other and I just caught myself (gasps) before my phone went sailing into the pond. So when you say sharp as a tack, I really, really (laughs) think you've misapplied that term. (laughs) Anyway, Mark Reedman or Redman. Ring in and tell me that I'm reading it. Read Red, Mark. Red, was, Red yeah. Markman. Red, yeah. Uh, Sunday mornings are so much better with the wit and wisdom of Ambridge on the couch. I love Harriet's delicious chuckle and slash fiction imagination. And I relish spotting the comedy references swirling around Lucy's brain. I often hear the cadences of Hancock's half hour. I definitely caught a down the line reference. And was yeah. there even an echo of Bill Hicks once? Oh my God. Thank you, Mark. Now, a disagreement. Last week, you compared Pat and Tony with Howard and Hilda from the peerless, ever-decreasing circles. How, I know I got into big trouble for this. Howard and Hilda are innocents who rejoice in each other and find delight in the small things in life. Their world may be small, but they cherish it. Pat and Tony, in contrast, are a pair of joyless old scrotes whose relationship <laughs> is a whisker away from paraphilic infantilism. It's only a matter of time before Tony eats out of his small bowl in a big nappy. Don't you think his gleeful enthusiasm for the rewilding is because it's like a giant train set that he can play with? Let's put some hairy bigs by the bridge. Woo-woo! Yours with affection and respect, Mark Redman. Redman, Redman. Thank you very that much, Mark. That is right. That is totally right. Yeah. It's just his massive yeah. um, train track, isn't yeah. it? Yes. And the joy of someone actually asking his opinion and listening to it as well, even though they're rapidly realising that they made the wrong choice and that they shouldn't be listening to him at all. Oh, but anyway. God, that's so uh, funny. Yeah, he can just yeah, he can just play with it, yeah. can't he? It's his playground. Yeah. I want some furry pigs. I want a cow. I want some sheep. <laughs> um, and, Mark, you're dead right about Howard and Hilda. Uh, and they remind me of, there's um, a brilliant Craig... Uh, cash uh, sitcom called Early Doors and there's a couple in that um, who are very if they weren't based on Howard and Hilda they're damn close and uh, they have the same thing they absolutely adore each other even though their life to anyone else would seem howlingly dull they just adore each other and they're entirely happy and it's it's very lovely although I'm not sure Pat is capable of adoring anyone. No, no, she's not. No, that's what I mean. That, that's why everyone's right and I'm oh, wrong. Right. Pat, right, Pat okay. and Tony don't adore each other. Howard and Hilda no. were very, very happy in their little world. This couple, whose name completely escapes me, um, on on early doors, were in their own little world and adored each other. Pat and Tony are much grumpier and much yeah. more ego-driven, yeah. both of them. Massively, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Catch the Easter egg, oh, Larry. Oh, God, the, the fake laughing just, just on that eat, was... Just eat the, just eat Easter yeah. egg. Why do yeah. you just eat, have, have it yeah. before your practice or yeah. after your practice? And also, it's not a, it's, it's not a, it's chocolate. It's just chocolate. It's, I, it's not oh, a, it's not a. And, it, no, it's just exactly. It's just. And why did there have to be a massive explanation as to where it came from? Yeah. You know. Oh, because Helen's. Oh, Henry thought it was. Just. Oh, it's just. Just eat your Easter egg, love. I don't care. All those children are going to end up with eating disorders because they've got everybody watching what they eat like a sodding hawk, and you think, just leave them alone. I just think it must oh. be quite scary. It must be quite scary to live with Natasha, and it must be quite scary to live with Pat. Mm. So in a way, they're sort of made for each other, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. And no wonder Tony has been infantilised because he's just, he's been worn down by the scary ladies. Yeah. 
<sighs> it makes me cross. Anyway, uh, Alison has messaged us and said, I have managed to have the following since I last emailed you. Following ideas, I think she means. One, Vince seems as if he could really be good for Freddie, particularly in terms of helping him develop a realistic approach to running a business. Elizabeth and Lily usually criticise him first, so he ends up sounding defensive and sulky, but he genuinely appears to be trying to find a way he can contribute to Lower Loxley going forward, and I think Vince can see that more than they can at present. Mm. Mm. I think that's a very charitable way of looking at it, Alison. Um, Two, I love Leonard. He is too good for most of the Brookfield lot. Is he the Easter Bunny? Oh, it could It's the kind of thing he could do. Yeah. Yeah, especially now Jill's sort of just got bored of it. Ne- never around. Go out, He's, Leonard. Put yeah. your little put your little bunny ears on and off you put go. Your Here's your hooter. On. Maybe Don't it's come... Jill yeah. hooting. <laughs> there's just side, hello side by side in the in the bunny costume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could definitely. But would but would would Leonard be scampering around? Because he he's does it scamper? It seems old. to plod. Oh, it just seems to go burr, 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 sort of plodding. I think. I still think of it as a one-man band with it. Every time it puts its foot down, it goes... Um, stupid thing. Whatever it is, stupid thing. I think it's a... Um, uh, I was going to say an android. That's not the word. You know, like those things in Milton Keynes that can do your shopping for you? Artificial, a, like a, a robot thing. A robot. Mm. Yeah, I think it's a robot. Okay. Uh, three. Is Febreze a distant cousin of René Artois? <laughs> if so, I would like to hear a Bowie Green Allo Allo mashup would be oh, that fitting. Would be, that would be really funny, wouldn't it? I will send this now before I, I think panic. I Kirsty would have a good French Carefully, I shall say this I shall only once. This only once. <laughs> oh, René! <laughs> <laughs> She says, I will send this now before I panic and chicken out of sharing. Hope you're all staying sane. Oh, that's clearly not happened, Alison. Thanks to all for the continuing joy of the podcast. Oh, isn't that nice? Um, I think you have a very nice and uncynical attitude to the archers, Alison, particularly um, about Freddie, because I think he is a knobber who cannot organise himself at all and just thinks things happen by magic. Without him actually doing any work or preparation or thinking. Surely if you're thinking about Easter and Easter activities at a massive stately home, you'd probably have been brainstorming those in February, wouldn't you? Yes. And, you know, you'd make sure you've got the the staff to man the, you know... My sister used to work at, um, at, um, at, um, oh God, was it Longleat or Woburn? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And, um... They'd, they'd have everything planned. So Easter would be planned in November the year before. Christmas would be done by sort of September. Yeah. You know, the idea that you'd, that yeah, you'd still week pissing before. around. Yeah, just nonsense. I mean, Absolute why do nonsense. they let him do it? I don't know. But also, what is egg rolling? Just pushing it down a hill? Yeah. Right, okay. Mm. And then the price for the scariest egg? Really? <laughs> I would have done like um, historical eggs, like a horrible history themed sort of, yeah. you know, bring in your historical egg. Because yeah. then you could do Henry VIII really easy. Yeah. Just, you know. Put... Eggy Queen of Scots. Oh, that would be good, wouldn't it? King uh, Henry VIII. Yeah, excellent, Lucy. Because you've already, and you've already got the bald, yeah. bald thing. Yeah. You just need to draw the beard on. Yeah. Who else could you have? Um, Shakespeare. You'd have to have an... <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Egbert Shakespeare. <laughs> egg, egg. Egglebutt Humberdink. He's not historical. <laughs> that would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, better That'd than be much more pushing it down a sodding hill. At least, at least someone, at least someone would have put five, like like us, thirty seconds of thought into it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Rather than just, um, yeah. What he was doing, sitting there with all those piles of paper, having a brainstorming session by himself. You know, oh, for God's sake. And then Josh comes along and just gives him all the ideas. All of which make money for Josh. Which and is... also, you're right, he'll have to go to Lidl and get, yeah. like, those yeah. multi-packs because there's no way... Battery eggs... farmed eggs because... Mm. Yeah, because his chickens can't... You're right, chickens... No. He, presumably his chickens lay for the customers and so he knows yeah. how many eggs he has. Yeah. yeah where's he going to get the spares? Yeah. Um, we need to go back to the script now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was going to say one more thing about, oh, Vince. Mm. Uh, he sounds like... He's, he's turning into Tiger, isn't he? Yeah. Whenever yeah. I hear him now, I think... Oh my god, it's it's almost like Tiger's back. Yeah, because he's sort of like morphed into him. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, anyway, I'm going to have to think about historical egg things. Okay. And um, if anyone's interested in joining me, <laughs> we could we'd have a little little Twitter share, couldn't we? You definitely need to go away Twitter with Rufus. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Oh, dear. Oh, I've still got over a week of Easter holidays. <laughs> it's never going to happen. Okay, and now let's tune into BBC Radio Borsetshire, where Febreze and Lillian are enjoying a cocktail tasting. A cocktail taste. No, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I need to get it. Radio Borsetshire. Colin, Colin, I just want to say that if I am up for an award, I will not eat no one, even if they are rude about Declan Air. I promise. Just in case, you know, you want to suggest me for an award for Borchester Best Broadcaster in the awards in May. Maybe I suggest me and you sign the piece of paper. Colin, I know you can hear me. Colin! Oh, all right. Hello, hello. Welcome to Radio Borchester with me, Fabrice of Felpersham, looking like I just stepped out of the salon, because I have. This week we are talking about my favourite thing, what is cocky tales, with a very sophisticated lady of Ambridge and one of my favourite customers, Lillian Bellamy. I, I, I bought my wheelie drinks, Trolley, with me, darling. Shall I just leave it here? Oh, my goodness, thank you. You have gone to such effort. Ah, not really, darling. I was at the dentist's with it anyway when I got your call. I take it most places. Now, where shall we start? Shall I run through my current favourites and, and then you can pick and I'll mix you one up to get you going. Tell me the sort of thing you like. Well, I like anything fruity, generally, that go with my outfit. And something very strong, if I am using it to get through one of Declan's Lord of the Rings binge evenings. Five hours of elves eating each other is too much. He won't let me have a nap through it, and anyway, I don't want to miss Legolas. Okay, well, today you're wearing a sort of pinky thing. It is powdered rose, actually, the shirt. Ted Becker. I cannot breathe out too much in it, so I go a bit dizzy at the end of the day. Yeah, well, in that case, your choices are a strawberry Susan, which I can recommend, although if you have more than one, it makes you very, very angry, and then you start crying. Or, possibly, a Merry Widow. That's Lower Loxley's signature drink. <clears throat> it leans heavily on pink grapefruit gin and is marvellously refreshing. But try and avoid tents. Tents? Yes, camping. Oh, Lillian, that ship has sailed. 
I think I will have a strawberry Susan. Thank you. This is very exciting. Will you have one with me? Yeah, I'll have my usual. It's a gin base. Oh, with what? Gin. Oh, well, that is minimalist. What do you call it? Gin, darling. Oh, a gin, darling. That sounds very sophisticated. I think I am maybe a bit naive with my drinks. Declan say my taste is like a 16-year-old girl at an all-inclusive in the Dominican Republic. He say, frankly, if it hasn't got a banana in it, Febreze is not interested. Well, you could try something maybe a bit sharper. Here you go. Anyway, here's your strawberry, Susan. Cheers! Well, that really is quite strong, isn't it? Uh, do you think so, darling? <laughs> I thought we were just getting started. Mine's done. So I'll start on round two. Do you think you could try something a bit sharper? How about a mother's will? It changes as you're drinking it. Why not? Lillian, I can't feel my teeth. Doesn't matter. You don't need to feel your teeth. They're still there. I can see them. OK. So what kind of ingredients do home listeners need if they're going to be taking mocktails? Cocktail shaker, lemons, limes, syrups and the whole of Underwood spirit shelves. Here you go, Febreze. A mother's will. Cheers! Another gin for me? Cheers. Oh, that is... Are you sure that is a drink? It feels like some sort of meat. Well, it's definitely not vegan. Or vegetarian, in fact. Have the lights gone off? Oh, that's one of the side effects. You need a Ruthie Reviver. It seems very gentle and then takes your legs out from under you when you try to move. Oh, no, Lillian, no. I can hear singing. Colin, are you singing? Oh, Lillian, I do not think I can have... Cheers! 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 <laughs> well, all bodies... Thank you for listening to Phil Perfishomov, Febreze. Have some lovely times. Febreze have to go now. Thank you to Lillian Billian Lipian. Oh, have we finished? I was just getting started. Yes, we are finished. And remember, if you cannot be drunk, be sick. Goodbye. Colin, would you like one, darling? Oh, what about that nice man on the front desk? <laughs> Radio Borsetshire. Febreze and Lillian. If you visit patreon.com and look up And Lillian. Couch, oh, yes, and Lillian. No, I thought you were talking to Lillian then. No, you're not. No, not, no. not addressing her, darling. No. Okay, sorry. You can support us at any subscription level and we will love you regardless of subscription. Our most recent Patreons are Audrey, Anne, and Jane. Audrey, Anne, and Jane. So we will um, put Audrey, Anne, and Jane and Miller, Willet, Brown, Willa, Millet, Brown, Willa, Willa Hammett, Brown, Hammett, even. Brown into a song yeah when we've got like three or four others okay 
Okay. okay. Um, just just in case Audrey, Anne, and Jane are devastated that they yeah. didn't get their own song this week. Yeah. It's just we're, we're collating the names and then we'll yeah. put them in. And also, just on that sort of um, Patreon uh, stuff, d- d- last week there was an advert, an HSBC advert, that, that, that oh, uh, yeah. initiated the podcast, and it was Kate. Yeah. Kate was doing yeah. the ad. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Made me laugh. Anyway. Uh, you can you find us on... Find us on Facebook. <sighs> You do it. You do it. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, at On Ambridge. Febreze is a fabulous Febreze. Or you can email us at ambridgeonthecouch at gmail.com. Now, this week's theme from Matt Rodriguez Payne is an order. Oh, God, sorry. Oh, I, thought I, was, I was reading it and thought, oh, God, I've started in a jokey voice, but it's a sad thing. It's not a sad thing. Sorry, let me read that again. Now, this week's theme from Matt Rodriguez Payne is in order. On, I can't read, Lucy. Can you do it? Is in honour of up. our dear departed friend, Roy the Fish. Because <laughs> I read Dear Departed Friend. And I was like, oh, You thought my one God. of our listeners had passed away and that you were going, la, 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 la. And it's really inappropriate that I'm trying to do an impression and show off while somebody's died. Kate killed Roy the Fish by adjusting its chakras and sadly it transpired as it was... Uh, and so it transpired it was allergic to patchouli so it went into anaphylactic shock and passed away <laughs> so Matt in tribute uh, I will actually I'm going to play this one right at the end I think because it's very okay. sad and it might oh. be too moving for everyone to it might be difficult for us to continue it's called um, Threnody <laughs> Roy a Threnody in memory of our dear departed fish um <laughs> So that's it. That is the end of the show. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for talking, Lucy. Have a lovely week. If, I've stopped. If anybody would like to sponsor Harriet to go away to a hotel with her husband, <laughs> I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Or anyone who's available, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Rufus is ever so busy at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I never see yes. him at the weekend. Please don't email me to volunteer your services. I will not be passing them on. <laughs> just to be clear. Oy. Okay. Right, so um, we say bye-bye and then we'll play yeah. the poor old funeral march for Roy. Oh, okay. goodbye. Okay, bye. Extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.